Hello and welcome to Mirror Talk Podcast. Your moment of greatness starts now. Today's guest is a soul-inspired transformation coach. He's a Sydney-based seven-figure entrepreneur, coach, and the creator of a unique system that helps leaders to live a life of purpose and meaning through a holistic 360-degree approach that nurtures the mind, the body, and the soul. Welcome to the show, Paul. How are you doing? Fantastic, Toby. It's great to join you here. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Mirror Talk. Um, I would love to learn more from you. Can you share a little bit about yourself and about your journey of becoming a soul-inspired transformation coach? Absolutely. Um, let me take you back to when I was in my early 20s, Yeah, which was a big moment of my life. And, and what was happening was I was driven, ambitious. I had three businesses and... I had the opportunity to make millions of dollars through some contracts and that scared me because my whole life I'd wanted to go and build wealth and I thought money would give me options so I could then figure out who I was and what I wanted to do. And that was interesting to be in your early 20s thinking those kind of thoughts rather than just earning money and rather than just earning, uh, doing those sorts of things. Um, so, yeah, so for me it was really about trying to gain clarity as to who I was and, and this amount of money and I'm talking millions of dollars a year coming in uh, was very confronting because the goals that I had had up until that point in my life uh, were really just about building some sort of status and some sort of uh, sustainable lifestyle. So this uh, confronting situation, if you will, um, kept me awake at night for a week and I was thinking about geez, is this the legacy I want to live, the kind of business that I was going to be doing? Mm. Um, yeah, it wasn't the most incredible thing in the world. I didn't feel like I was making an impact to people's lives. It was just pretty good money. Mm. Nothing wrong with that, but I somehow felt like I was destined for bigger and better things. And that was the pivotal point where I started to think, wow, okay, money's not going to make me happy mm. despite what I thought. It'll give me options, absolutely, but I need to figure out who I am. Yeah. What am I designed for? Why I'm here? So I had a journey for the last 20 years trying to figure out, you know, what that is. And that was even more confronting because everything on some level felt like a failure. You know, I'd make money, I'd lose it. I would do well in certain jobs I had, um, but I just didn't feel fulfilled. Mm. And I had this itch constantly that wasn't being scratched around what am I here for? You know, what skills do I uh, excel at? I could come into a business, transform that business just by looking at it. I had this intuitive ability to do things, but I wasn't recognized. You know, I was in big corporate and I had a whole cross-section of skills, a bit like a jack of all trades, but I wasn't highly specialized in anything. And that was definitely a talent, but I also felt like a failure and a fraud because, you know, I, I just didn't belong. So corporate, I didn't belong. You know, military, I didn't belong. Some of the businesses I ran, I wasn't inspired, motivated, passionate. So I felt like I didn't belong my whole life. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until 2017 where I started to gain, you know, to gain some clarity on that. And that was when I stumbled across something called human design. Human design essentially is a synthesis of four different types of astrology. you got four types of astrology, modern science, synthesize, and essentially what you're given is a blueprint for someone's uh, for someone in this lifetime. 
So it's based on the minute of birth. Mm. Now, I would look at this kind of thing and think, come on, really? This is, sounds a bit hoodoo voodooism. It sounds a bit woo-woo. <laughs> you know, really? D- does anyone believe this kind of thing? Mm. But then I started to meet a lot of interesting people in my travels through, through business and um, even in corporate and government that knew about this kind of technology and that's essentially how they run their life. They wouldn't make a decision until they had actually consulted their astrologer or their shaman or their spiritual advisors. And I thought, really? This is mainstream? Like I've never heard about this until, you know, in late in my 30s. Mm-hmm. So I started to pay attention. I thought, okay, if these people are really successful financially, career-wise, they're fulfilled in many levels and they're on purpose, they're not just there making money but they're actually purpose-driven. They must know something I don't know. A bit like the conversations you have with your guests, Toby. You're trying to learn from people that know something that maybe you don't know. So I paid attention and I thought, right, I've I've got to figure this out. So I actually had a session with a couple of people. And the the intel I gained about myself transformed everything Mm. because what it gave me was an understanding as to the last 20 years of my life. It actually explained why I didn't fit in. It explained why I did well at certain things but, you know, didn't do well in other things. It explained the the conflicts I would have with certain individuals in certain organisations. And, you know, we typically look for personality um, assessment tools to try and explain that. But they didn't work for me. It didn't make a lot of sense. And every time I'd do one, I'd get a different result. So I thought, all right, there's some inconsistency there. And this human design essentially gave me the blueprint to myself. And I thought, my gosh, I wish I'd known this when I was a kid, before I started studying, before I started my first business. Because if I knew what I was designed to do, then, you know, I could have saved myself 20 years of heartache and pain. And there was a lot of suffering going through these successes and failures, making money, losing money, going through some really, really hard lessons of betrayal and and loss. You know, it hurts, right? Yes. So everyone has their own journey. And for me, it was like it was it was quite dramatic. But at the same time, I also knew it was for a reason. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit of my background as to how I've come to where I am today. Yeah. And you know. Right now I'm doing the business coaching. So I have a digital consulting business still, which kind of pays my bills. And I do the coaching side of things, which is a passion project. So I can help other entrepreneurs and other leaders try and figure out who the heck they are, what their purpose is, so they can try and shortcut spending the half million dollars that I did Mm. and uh, try and get on path, on track in life Mm. as quickly as possible so they can actually make an impact. Because I think that's, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, Toby, that's probably one of the, the keys to success is making sure that you're you're living a life of purpose and through purpose you find fulfilment. And part of that purpose is contribution. And that's what I've learned, uh, learned the hard way. That's true. And it's, it's great that you are, you know, taking everything that you've learned and, you know, using it to, you know, improve other people's life, ensuring that they don't, um, you know, go through the same um, experience that you you went through. And all of this is, is, is this part of the, you know, the $500,000 that you spent on personal development programs or is this something else? Well, this is, I, I just think about my journey for 25 years, I've spent a lot of money on personal and spiritual development. Mm. So this was one of the tools that I came across, but it was the most profound tools. Mm. And, you know, since I discovered it three, three years ago, I started studying it. 
So I become certified in that in that program, and I have a whole bunch of other tools that I overlay to enrich that data to give it more flavor and more meaning and more color, mm-hmm. because some of the language is a little bit uh, a little bit different, and it articulates things about yourself in ways that you've probably never heard, which is where that richness comes from. So all of a sudden you have something explained in such a way that previously was invisible to you. And then if you just think of a Venn diagram, a number of circles overlaid, then what you've got in the middle Mm -hmm. is is the golden nugget that you want to pull out and and that's who you are. And that's how you can go and fulfill your purpose in the world. True, true. Wow, that's awesome. So from your from journey, what will you define spirituality as? What have you discovered to be spirituality? That's a good question. <laughs> That's a deep question. I can answer that in so many ways. It's, it's multidimensional. Um, yeah. How would I summarize that? Um, look, I think we're all spiritual. Mm. We're all spiritual beings having this, having this human experience. Mm. And some people are consciously aware of that. Others are not. And I think the, the, the sooner we tap into becoming consciously aware that we're, we're spiritual beings having a human experience, yeah. the, the, the sooner we start to realise what life is really all about. And I often use this analogy that if you look at the spectrum of frequency that exists mm. and the fact that humans can only experience less than 1% of, of that entire frequency spectrum, yeah. you have to ask the question, like, what can I see? <laughs> uh, so, it's, so most of our reality is unseen. True. Unseen, unheard. We can't touch, touch it. We can't taste it. Mm-hmm. So that leaves something else. How else do we then experience the rest of reality? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've had experiences. I know I have, and most people I've met have had some sort of intuitive experience in life where they've had a sixth sense, or they could, you know, some people can see entities, some people can see the future, some people can experience different realities, regardless of what you believe. I think most people have. <clears throat> probably experienced something that couldn't be explained. I know I did when I was uh, in my early 20s. So that becomes the journey. And for me, you know, spirituality is all about just exploring that and recognising that there is more to this reality than just the flesh and bones and the blood. There is there's a much, 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 much bigger perspective as to who we are, where we've come from, why we're here. Yeah. And, and um that gives me certainty. Mm-hmm. That makes me um, more excited. This gives me clarity. That makes me curious. It makes me realise that, oh, my gosh, okay, so it's not just about mm-hmm. going to school, getting a job and paying the bills. There's, there's actually much, much more to life. Yes. So, so I hope that kind of explains it as a bit of a roundabout answer, but um, that's how I see spirituality. It's, it's this exploration of oneself going inwards mm-hmm. to try and, navigate this this existence and yeah. and and evolve and uh and contribute that means um there's more to life there's more to this universe than we can see or understand or phantom there's more there's a, there are other dimensions that we cannot even um think about or fully understand with our human wisdom absolutely with our mind more than more than meets the eyes and more than meets the mind absolutely yes that's true <laughs> nice way of putting it yeah mm. So how you combine, you know, um, science and spirituality to crack the code of fulfillment or success or, you know, flow generally in life? Because earlier you, you made mention of, you know, you meeting with, you know, these local, um, top leaders or business people who have to consult, you know, um, 
their spiritual leaders, for example, or the astronomers, for example, before taking decisions. So how, how do we combine um, science and um, spirituality to become much more fulfilled? A good question. So there's different types of science out there. You know, I, I think of there is scientism, which in a sense is like a religion for a lot of people. There's a lot of science that's been published but never gained traction. In other words, it never got mainstream media attention. Mm. And that's the stuff I've been interested in, you know, studying these different topics about our existence. And there's now a lot of people coming to the forefront that are making this mainstream, mm. um, whereas previously it was just in the shadows. Um, you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza, for example, and Dr. Bruce Lipton, some of the work they have done around uh, energy and frequency and fractals and um, Nassim Haramine is a scientist who's discovered a lot of different things about the holographic universe we live in. So there's, there's different science depending on what you subscribe to, depending on which channel or which books you're reading. And I guess my mind is open to all possibilities. And I think the, if you look at the science of astrology, the fact that there is different planets and stars and moons and galaxies and solar systems and whatnot, and that creates these you know, energetic imprint in terms of these neutrinos, which is essentially energy. So at the moment that you're born, you've almost just think of it like you're standing in the sun and you, know, you get this shadow or this, this light shining upon you. Yeah. You, might, you might get burnt, for example. But, but regardless, that's going to be an imprint. But in the context of planetary alignment, the science behind that is essentially it's this, it's this neutrino kind of energy that you're born into. Mm. And the way I like to explain it is it's like a set of potentials. So just think that uh, your soul or your spirit before you incarnate, you have this movie script that you've written. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. You still go and produce the movie, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You've got to learn the skills and you've got to read the script and you've basically got to go and uh, make things happen. But I also believe that we have this guiding force inside of us that helps us sort of take that script and turn that into a reality. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people don't pay attention to that. They just keep working, working, working. They might get sick. They might lose a loved one. They might lose their career. But at some point, they... Yeah, a lot of people actually wake up and go, hang on a second, what's going on? And it sounds like your audience is definitely on that path to searching for purpose and fulfilment. Yes. And absolutely, I can say without a shadow of doubt, it goes beyond just having a job and paying the bills for the sake of it. So the science of astrology is, is so, so powerful. And when you combine the, the all four, but the four types that I've mentioned, and they're all overlaid and presented to you in a simple to understand format, that's one of the foundations of the science. Um, it's just a science that most people haven't been exposed to. So that's the starting point. And then we start to look at your values and even the simplest things, Toby, like if I was asked you a question, you know, when you meet up with your friends, yes. tell me the, the top four or five subjects that you talk about most. Oh, we talk about, sometimes we talk about, you know, career, sometimes politics. So sometimes we talk about, you know, um, opportunities like maybe business opportunities sometimes and mostly sometimes also entertainment so those are four topics already entertainment politics career and um your business right so think about that for a moment you know if you're talking about those main topics mm -hmm. you obviously have an interest in those topics mm -hmm. right and 
there's no surprises why you're attracted to those topics. Right? There is obviously a reason. There is something in that in terms of what you are passionate about. I mean, if you're if you're interested in entertainment or in politics or in career, you're probably not going to be out there talking about, I don't know, growing ant farms, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So I say to people often that that is a, a big, big um, signpost, if you will, around what you're here for. You're, you're attracted to certain things for a reason, mm. not just because it sounds desirable, but if that's what you're spending all your time and your energy on and that's what's pulling you in, then that is a, a good clue as to what you're actually here for, mm. right? So that's the starting point where we start to dig deeper and uncover those layers to figure out, right, who are you truly? What are you here for? Where do your skills lie? And how do you translate those skills and passion into something that's going to make an impact in the world that funds the lifestyle that you want to have? Mm. So it's, it's really that simple. You know, we have a design and a lot of people are trying to live according to someone else's design, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you don't see submarines flying in the air, do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right, because they can't do it. They're not designed for that. Exactly. Uh, li- likewise, uh, mm-hmm. humans have a certain set of skills and a unique design mm-hmm. that we're designed to do. Yeah. And it's why you see some people out there that are really good on television, Others suck at it. Doesn't mean they suck at everything in life. Just means they're not designed to be on television, as an example. Um, some people are great on podcasts. So, vo- so voice and audio is their thing. Um, but they're not good at writing, as an example. So, one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm really passionate about is okay, what are you designed for? Let's look at your design first of all, and let's marry up your design with. What really excites you? What lights you up? Mm-hmm. And that's that's like ninety percent of the equation right there. And you you have a program that you know that helps people with this, right? A program that helps people discover who they are truly, uh, who they truly are, or what they are designed to be. So can you talk about this? Can you talk about this program and how um, people can assess it in order to discover themselves? Yeah, absolutely. So first thing people need is a, is to know their exact time of birth. Um, a lot of people don't know that. So the tips to get that are just go back to the hospital where you were born. And most hospitals around the world will keep a record of your exact minute of birth, and that's really, really important. Once you've got that, um, I typically have a basic coaching program. So it's usually one-to-one. And then once people have gone through a series of three or four one-to-one sessions where I give them their own blueprint, it's so profound, it's so um, game-changing even just in terms of giving them their decision-making strategy. You know, if I could teach you right now, Toby, how to make decisions for yourself that does not involve your mind, what would you say to that? I'll say yes, of course. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Because we get so caught up in our analytical mind trying to make decisions based on the limited amount of information that we've got and the overwhelming amount of information that we've been exposed to. And it is. It gets overwhelming. But, but your body has this intelligence that our minds can't even compete with. Mm-hmm. And once we figure out how to use that yes. to our advantage, now we've got our compass back. Mm-hmm. Now we know how to navigate life and, and make the decisions, whether it's a career choice, a partnership, whether it's um, types of food we should be eating, whether it's, 
you know, decisions we make on a daily basis, when we use our body versus our mind, mm. it's game changing. Wow. And <clears throat> this is all about resistance now. So I've made so many mistakes in my life. It's not funny. And I've been always using my mind to make those decisions. And it's it's taken me way off my path mm. to the point where I was doing things I was not designed to do. Yeah. And that led to a lot of resistance, right? A lot of friction, if you will. Mm. And that friction caused me to burn out many times. It caused me to fail. And the decision-making strategy, learning how to listen to your body mm. is about how to guide you through life without the resistance, right? So think of a fire hose, you know, and just imagine a fire hose is, um, it's flat yeah. when there's when there's no water going through it. Mm. But once you pump the water through it, it just, it puffs up and now it's a cylinder, mm. right? Yeah. So just imagine there's, you know, 10,000 litres of water flowing through at high speed through this fire hose that's cylindrical. Mm-hmm. And then imagine there's a blockage in that fire hose, and that pressure builds up, mm. right? You're going to blow a valve somewhere. Yeah. And that's what I was doing. I was, I was blowing valves <laughs> through frustration <laughs> and then too much frustration would lead to anger. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, because there's all this resistance, I just keep hitting resistance and resistance and resistance. Mm. You know, you probably heard Bruce Lee talk about be like water and just sort of flow around things. Don't try and push through things. Yeah. Um, we've heard about surrender, you know, people surrendering to the moment or surrendering to the resistance that they're going through in life. Yeah. Um, those are all the things I had to learn. But if I can give you, and anyone, if I, if I could give them the, the blueprint to who they are, yeah. teach them how to identify resistance mm-hmm. because there's a, there's a difference between you know, sort of giving up too early mm-hmm. when you need to push through and then also recognising what's, what, what is truly resistance based on what you're not designed to do. Mm-hmm. And just imagine that fire hose, just full throttle your whole life. Mm-hmm. That's flow. Water is flowing through that full throttle your entire life. And imagine what you could accomplish. Yes. Imagine what you could achieve. Imagine the impact you could make. Imagine the fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And I think you're aware that, you know, one of the keys to happiness anyway is is progress. True. Yes. You know, we, we need to be making progress in certain areas of our life, if not all areas, in order to feel um, happy and fulfilled on some level. Mm-hmm. And if we're always hitting roadblocks or hitting resistance, it takes away that, that, uh, that happiness, if you like, or it takes away the progress. Mm-hmm. So this is all about taking the brakes off, removing the resistance, teaching you how to listen to your body mm-hmm. so that you can be in flow with that you know, full throttle fire hose so you can actually go forward in life and, and accomplish as much as you possibly can yes. without the resistance. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure you're aware that all the, all the programming of our mind is what's keeping us in a lot of resistance a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So it's about how do we break through the, the layers of programming and, and tap into the body. So that's, that's one of the key aspects of what I do. And you know, I do that through one-to-one and group coaching. Um, I also do a lot of free stuff as well, which I do on a Facebook group. If anyone's interested in you know, jumping on board and listening to that one. Yeah. I think all the information are available on paulbshepard.com, uh, the details, your Facebook. And it's also a free quiz, uh, which I, I took uh, <laughs> before this call, um, which one can also um, you know, take part of and you know, find out some information about it. Yeah. 
about your life, about your, what, what phase of life you are in or what you are supposed to do. I think that's very enriching. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Toby. And yeah, like I think if, if people want to go to, to Facebook, if they're on Facebook and just go to uh, search for a group called Soul Purpose Mastery, that's S-O-U-L, Purpose Mastery. And once a week, I give people a basic overview. So I, we choose one lucky winner. Um, once a week, I, I do a 45 to one hour session, which gives some amazing, amazing, profound insights into the individual. Um, so yeah, highly recommend people jump on board and take advantage of that yeah. and, and just join the conversation. I think you don't figure out your purpose and you start having these conversations from a different level of mind. Mm. And that's what I'm trying to facilitate here is giving people the tools to have more meaningful conversations yeah. and build community so they could start to get on their path and, yeah. uh, and figure out their purpose. Dear friend, you can grow your personal and business brand by creating a strong network through podcasting. Create real human connections have the ability to share your story and interesting point of view. To get started, you can make use of the special offer for friends of this podcast, which is on kitcaster.com slash mirror. K-I-T-C-A-S-T-E-R dot C-O-M slash M-I-R-R-O-R. The link and further instruction or details will be found in the show notes for this episode. Thank you. Do not forget to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you listen to this on. Thank you. Yes. So now let's um, let's assume that I've, I've found my purpose, right? I'm walking towards my purpose, or I'm I'm walking in my purpose, and I'm working so hard. I'm working so you know committed to fulfilling my purpose. Um, from your experience, you know, after you know having multiple successful years in business and making millions of dollars in your early 20s, why do you think um, this hard work or even the success will not, you know, amount to um, fulfillment for me? Why do you think, um, you know, the amount of work I do will not um, ensure that I'm, I, I'm, I'm happy at the end of the day? So if I understand that correctly, there's a couple of questions there. Um, <laughs> yeah. One, if you're working hard and making lots of money, why am I not feeling fulfilled or what? Is that correct? Exactly. Yes. Yes. So I think there is a great book, and I can't remember the author's name, but um, he talks about the – actually, it's called The 11th Element. Mm. I highly recommend uh, your listeners to check that one out. And he talks about the inner CEO. And the inner CEO essentially is the same thing. It's, it's that decision-making strategy. It's this guiding force within you. Mm. And if you're doing what you're not designed to do, but you're being paid lots of money and you get all the toys, mm. you know, there is going to be this level of anxiety or this unrest or this unfulfillment because you know that there's something else. Now, how many people have you met, Toby, and spoken to potentially that have achieved all the wealth in the world, right, or they've achieved the career heights that they dreamed of? But when they arrived, they, they sat back and thought, well, I thought it would be more than this. I thought it would be much better than this, True. right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, part of it, part of success is actually the journey. Mm-hmm. That, that's a huge part of it yes. and there is there is no destination the destination is in the journey wow. and yeah. and i encourage people to to really really recognize that sure we need to climb up that kind of hierarchy of needs if you will where we need to kind of feed ourselves and clothe ourselves and just have the basic fundamentals of life but mm-hmm. as you sort of progress through that and you start to 
have all that money and the wealth and the toys and everything else, you you kind of figure out, well, there must be more to life. Yes. And there is. There's a whole formula to it. Um, you know, community is a huge part of success and happiness, mm-hmm. you know, in, and, and longevity. If you don't have a community and you're in isolation, why do you think when you go to prison they, they have an isolation cell or an isolation area, right? It's the ultimate form of punishment. True. Yeah. Because we're, we're human beings that are, that are meant to be connected to other people. Mm-hmm. And when we're in isolation, hello, there's, there's something called a, a pandemic going on apparently that, you know, mm-hmm. people have been put in isolation. Mm-hmm. And the numbers I'm looking at, suicides and crime rates all over the world have gone through the roof. And mm-hmm. um, there's been more deaths from suicides than any flu that's going around. Mm-hmm. Um, why is that? You know, people need to be connected, mm-hmm. right, with other people. So I, I think there's this conversation we need to have with ourselves about defining success, first of all. Mm-hmm. How do you currently define success? And then I, if people sat there and thought, this is a simple exercise, just write an, an exhaustive list about what you define success as. And then, I want, then what I want you to do is go through and future project. I want you to sit in there and meditate <clears throat> and think about what your life would be like if you had all those things, how amazing life would be, mm-hmm. right? And the conclusion I came to when I did that exercise in my 20s was I'm miserable, because my definition of success wasn't in line with who I truly was. My definition of success was based on society and education and the media and what other people had, Mm. which was why I pushed a lot of opportunities away because I felt like a phony. I felt like a fraud because I, you know, didn't deserve to have all these things when I hadn't really contributed to the world and I hadn't really found fulfilment and purpose. So I highly recommend that exercise where people just literally put an exhaustive list of how you define success today and then connect with yourself Mm -hmm. inwards and and just start to say, well, hang on a sec, what really makes me happy? Nine times out of ten, it's the simple things. (laughs) You know, think about a cuddle. Think about a compliment. Think about doing something for someone else and, and, you know, the smile it puts on their face. Mm They're the simple little things that make you happy. And you look at certain countries around the world, third world countries, they have nothing, but they're happy. Yeah. Yet you go to big cities in the world and they're some of the most unhappy people on the planet. Mm. Yet they've got all this money and all these material things, but they're more unhappy. True. So I really encourage people to sit with that and challenge your definition of success. And this might take weeks, it could take months, it could take years. But that's another tool that you can use to start to level up your level of conscious awareness Mm -hmm. to start to bring about change and figure out, all right, well, what kind of life do I want to lead? Mm -hmm. You know, so that's that's extremely powerful if we can all do that. Yes. So for for a curious mind out there, what is your own definition for success right now? Like what is from your experiences and from everything that you've gone through in life? What will you define success as? Good question. <laughs> uh, for, for me, it's it's now about every day, am I awake and am I, am I healthy? That's the first layer. Mm. If I can do that, I feel successful every single day, mm. right? If I'm making progress towards something that is making an impact in the world, I feel successful, mm. no matter how small that is. 
um, it's, I have to remind myself to remove the ego because I don't need to change the, the lives of a billion people. If I'm having one conversation with one person and I can just spark uh, a bit of inspiration or if I can spark some curiosity or spark a new thought, <clears throat> that's success because it's progress. True. Um, you know, and there's obviously doesn't mean I don't have big goals and things that I want to do, mm. but I'm not attached to that anymore like I used to. Mm. You know, and, I, and when I see, look at my phone or my clock and I always see 111, <laughs> That's a nice reminder that I'm on track in life, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's it's about finding the joy in the simple things. Mm. And when I'm when I'm in a when the emotions I'm experiencing on a daily basis mm-hmm. are emotions that I like, mm. for example, joy and happiness and love and compassion mm. and gratitude, then that's success. Sure. If I'm frustrated and angry and you know anxious and stressed, <clears throat> that's not success to me. So that's part of my compass is to to me checking in daily and going, all right, well, why am I experiencing frustration? Oh, it's because I think I want this and I'm pushing too hard for this outcome when in actual fact there's some magic unfolding in my day right now. Look, I guarantee you your goalpost of success or your definition of success will change over time. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the biggest tips I give people is that don't get so caught up in, in, in the beliefs you have today as being permanent and fixed. You know, we're just think about life in itself. A flower grows, it evolves, and the leaves might fall off, it might die, and seeds might be planted, and it starts all over again. And if you look at that metaphor for life, everything must evolve. You know, the fractals of the universe, everything must evolve, everything evolves. It's just constant, constant evolution. And likewise, we need to be constantly uh, evolving our beliefs Constantly be curious, constantly have this childlike uh, innocence, this curiosity to life, yes. and this constant discovery. Um, that's part of success, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and we've all seen movies, right, of, of the super successful person who's miserable and they lose it all. Mm-hmm. And then they get back to basics and all of a sudden they're happy again. Yes. Right? Sure. I can't think of one off the top of my head now, but I've, I've seen hundreds of them. Um, so, yeah, I think it's about having a fluid set of thoughts or a fluid curiosity and it's okay to change your you know, your definitions. It's okay to change and, in fact, you should. I'd encourage that because what makes you happy today in terms of a, a goal you may have, um, once you have a, a higher level of conscious awareness mm. and you've got new information, mm. you can redefine success. Mm. You know, I've, I've had lessons from 20 years ago that, I'm still learning from even to this day once I, I might go and do a certain course or I might learn a new concept around intuition or I might become consciously aware of something else that I never had visibility of 20 years ago. Yes. And I can literally replay what happened 20 years ago and now give it new meaning. Mm. And that new meaning gives me a whole different level of success, success. or a whole different level of understanding. How would you advise someone out there with, you know, um, pursuing Israel dreams? trying to achieve something in life, you know, has discovered who he or she is, but um, is feeling some kind of, you know, doubt or confusion. How would you advise that person to eliminate any form of doubt or confusion or, you know, um, yeah, disappointment or whatever that could come up? Find out what you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. Spend some time 
going inwards. And this is this is really uncomfortable for a lot of people. But people absolutely, we all must absolutely sit with ourselves and learn to be comfortable with that and go inwards because the answers are inwards. The answers are inside of us, not out there. <clears throat> and sure, there's, there's tools and there's frameworks that can help people navigate that, this complex world that we live in. But the answers aren't on the television commercial or in a new product. I can guarantee you that. A new product is never going to make you happy. <laughs> Right, it's all sure. it's all within, yeah. and I think I think it was Victor Lebeau. I think was the name that back in 1950 when they when the war was over, the the conversation was how we're going to kickstart the economy, mm. and the answer that Victor Lebeau came up with was uh, shopping, consumerism, <laughs> right? True. And this is this is defined that the the ultimate form of spiritual enlighten, uh, enlightenment according to this new economy back in the 1950s, mm. was um, through shopping. And I mean, think about that for a second. This is, this is what we've been indoctrinated with is that shopping's going to give you spiritual enlightenment. It doesn't, does it? You know, you might get excited about the thought of going to purchase something new, but then guaranteed once you've got it, you know, maybe it's minutes later, a day later, a week later, mm-hmm. you're all of a sudden thinking about the next thing you're going to buy. So it doesn't lead to spiritual enlightenment. Mm. It leads to uh, this vicious cycle of wanting more. Mm. Right? So it's a trap. Yes. Therefore, it's, therefore, it's not a universal truth. Mm. So, yeah, I just challenge people to, to, to listen to their body, listen to your intuition, go inwards. Yeah. Um, don't listen to the media and what's out there. Go inside yourself. And that's where the answers are. Um, I'm more than happy to help anyone who's interested in figuring that out through the challenge you've mentioned previously. Yes. Um, but, yeah, it's really about people having to do the work themselves. Mm. You, know, I, my, you and I and other people can help them and, and guide them, but everyone has to do the work as well. Yeah, right. So for someone out there who is really, or for myself actually, who is um, determined or passionate to live a much more inspired life every day, um, are there like some tips you could give me? Or give a listener out there who is inspired to, you know, become much more inspired <laughs> to, to live a much more inspired life, actually, or much more, you know, passionate life. Yeah, think think about. Um, I remember doing this exercise a long time ago. Think about your perfect day. There's an exercise that you can do. Sit down with a pen and paper, a spreadsheet, a word document, whatever whatever tickles your fancy. Do it with a partner. Do it with your wife or your husband or your children or whoever it is or a friend and sit down there and write out what your perfect day would be. Mm-hmm. Now, if, you, if this is going to be the, the same day for the rest of your life, I want you to sit down and write out from the moment you wake up, you know, where are you living? You know, what kind of house are you in? What kind of smells do you smell? What time of day do you wake up? Is the sun shining? You know, are the birds chirping? Are you in a forest? Are you by the beach? Um, and literally map out your entire day from start to finish and go through all of the, the five emotions or the five um, senses, the smells, the touch, the taste, the sounds, the sights, <clears throat> and map all of those out and just write that down and think about that and adjust that. And then you start to gain a bit of clarity around what's going to make you happy. Now, I guarantee you what you put down the first time is going to change over time. But that's a starting point to guide you on this, this, this per, like perfection of life, right? You've got to start with a, a goal in mind and a destination and 
you know, as you start to experience that, and this is what's happened to me, my, my life has changed. Mm-hmm. And what I thought I wanted at one point, I then achieved. And then now it's like, okay, well, now I want something different because that didn't fully, you know, I need to do more. I want to contribute more. I want to build communities. I want to serve at a higher level. Mm-hmm. So just think about all those things when you map out your perfect day. Yeah. And it's really important to pay attention to the detail. Mm-hmm. And for most people going through this, I know this was me when I was in my 20s, I was always thinking about the destination and I never enjoyed the journey. Mm-hmm. And I got to 30 thinking, wow, what have I done? You know, uh, there's all these goals that I wanted, but I've, I've missed out on so much of life because I was so focused on the destination, I missed out on the journey. Yeah, yeah. So now it's every day is about the journey. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yes, yes. Wow, thank you so much, Paul. As in, from, from, from this conversation, I've, I've been able to learn about the importance of um, mindfulness, actually. The importance of, you know, defining what success means to you, defining, actually studying what, what an happy day is for it's like for you, for example, and writing that down, studying that and, you know, modifying it and improving your life day by day. And I love what you said earlier that the destination is actually in the journey. Like you keep on, you know, keep on improving yourself. There's no like a fixed manual. There's no like a specific um, design for everyone. <laughs> you could always work on that for yourself. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So, and I'll add, I'll add one more thing too, what you said about perfection, right? Like, mm-hmm. Think about that. There is no such thing as perfect. Mm. But if we look at the Japanese word, um, Japanese have this whole thing about constant perfection, Mm. right? Um, So perfection is in the constant improvement Mm. every day. So if you can think about 1%, that's what perfection is. Perfection is is constantly improving. Mm. Mm. It's not about you know, being perfect because there's no such thing as being perfect. Mm. But there's showing up and improving, which gives you perfection. There's perfection in the moment of constantly improving. Oh, that's awesome. So, uh, do you have like some um, tips that you love every listener to go home with or to, you know, um, reflect on? Or do you think um, that we've not talked about, you know, during the conversation, are there like some specific things that from experience that you love everyone to actually reflect on after listening to this? I think I've covered most of it, Toby, um, okay. and I can, I can go on forever. And I'm sure you're listening to someone <laughs> listen to me forever. But 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 really, think about yeah. that that perfection, right? Kaizen. Kaizen is the word that the Japanese use for perfection, which is constant improvement. Mm. And if we start thinking about intention, what is what what are we intending to do? There is an intention deficit, not an attention deficit. Mm. You know, where we have no no more attention. To, to look at certain things, but we also don't have any intention anymore because mm. we're bombarded by external sources telling us what we, what, what we want or they're telling us what they think we want. Yeah. Might be what we think we want, but it's not what we need. Mm. So I would really encourage people to start setting intentions mm-hmm. and start to recognise how powerful they truly are when you start to gain clarity as to, you know, what it is, what, what intention you're going to put out into the field mm-hmm. And create for yourself because we, I believe, we're all creator beings. Mm. And so, stop being told what you want and start creating what you truly desire exactly. and what you truly need. Mm. Uh, that's what I'll leave your listeners with. Great, awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. Thank you. You're welcome, Toby. It's been a pleasure. Wow, you made it to the very end of this episode. 
Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye.